podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome once again to another match day edition of the Leeds That Podcast. I'm Paul and I'm joined by Andy and Matt. And we're here to discuss our away fixture with Reading. Hang on a minute. Where's James? You tell me. Well, a little birdie told me that James is having a massage. He's having a massage and he's gone to the place that Paul recommended to him. I see. I, I've heard that this masseuse he's got does home visits. You are kidding me. No, no, I am not joking. Who are you talking to there, Matthew? Uh, just a taxi driver. He's taking a shortcut, which is much appreciated. Oh, what a bloke. Yeah. Well, my shortcut involves a shortcut around uh, baby's bedtime and she's currently raiding the front room and destroying the piece, but, you know. She wants to watch the whites, Paul. She does. She'll be up for it. So you're at home, Paul. Yeah. I'm at home. James is having a massage and Matt is in a taxi in Reading. Is that fair? That's exactly what the situation. This is the chaos of match days. Oh well, I love it. I love it. Right, so in uh, in in lieu of James, Andy, tell us what the uh, head-to-head record is. Well, games won eleven, games drawn nine, games lost eight. So we're actually up, up. So let's hope uh, let's hope we continue that trend tonight. So if you uh, listen to the November podcast, uh, you'll note that Reading isn't going to be one of those teams on the Leeds list game that Matt has us playing this time round. Right, team news. We know the team. Cooper's back in. Very happy with that. How are you feeling with that, Matt? Few? I think that's uh, the right call. I don't really understand why he was on the bench on Saturday because he was clearly fit. And Shackley Tone is uh, back on the bench as well instead of uh, Mr. Gotts. So uh, offers something a little bit different. Yeah, I love Jamie Shackleton. I think the energy he brings to any game is fantastic and I think we could need it tonight. What do you think, baby Paul? Oh, she loves it. She She's a big Cooper fan. So, opposition forums. What do you think this one will be called? Not you, baby Paul. Matt or, Matt or Andy, what do you think uh, the opposition forums will be called? Uh, Royals.net. I, I, only clue I'll give you is that it does have royals.org in it so fair play I'm going to go something something regal as well I'm thinking like one of the best biscuits in the world not like a digest maybe hobnob royals are you talking Kit Kat Andy now I'm talking hobnobs mate hobnob.royals.org mm. I reckon it could be do you, uh, do you know what he's Andy? on Google that fellow isn't he you've got no, he's got the prep sheet open. The cheating swine. Excuse me, my knowledge could not be questioned. Well, fair play. So, anyway, you'll like this one, Matt. Um, this was the first proper forum, I think, that was uh, similar to ours that I've seen all season. So they, they start the match day thread with how to follow the game, get a ticket and travel to the game. Listen to f- That was number one. Number two, listen to Five Live. Number three... Uh, ring slash text and mate for updates. Number four, use an iFollow subscription. Number five, BBC Radio Berkshire. And then number six, Sky TV. So they, they seem to have their priorities in order. I think baby Paul agrees. 
I think she's uh, she, she, she's a very agreeable child, except for bedtime. Well, I, I I like the fact that they're just trying to get as much away from Sky as they can. Having said that, I'm currently watching on Sky. Yes, that's my plan as well. Referee, thank you again to Joe Bedford on Twitter. Um, yeah, you can do, mate. I'm just getting out of my taxi, guys. How is traffic, Matthew? It's it's manic. How, how would you compare this situation to the uh, Salford away game? I'm much much uh, closer to. I mean, much more comfortable than that one. You're much more comfortable than you would have been had uh, I not told you within the last hour that it's actually an eight o'clock kickoff. Yeah, didn't you think it was a quarter to eight kickoff, Matthew? Well, when Matthew sorts out his taxi uh, payment, uh, I'll thank Joe Bedford again on on Twitter for sharing the referee information. Um, it's Darren Bond. He refed our one nil loss to Swansea earlier this season, and last season's wins away at Hull and home against Millwall. He's never sent a Leeds player off, so let's be praying he doesn't get injured because the fourth official is one James Linnington oh, of Manchester. My God, not again. Do you know what's funny though? The uh, Reading fans are praying that that the uh, ref doesn't get injured because they absolutely hate James Linnington as well. I think the only person that likes him is his mum, <laughs> and even she's dubious. That's brutal. Right, so prediction time. Let's. Uh, are we going to cut over to James to see what he's saying? We're going to win. Well, we might not actually. I'm not sure. Ah, uh, nervous. Right. Thanks for that, James. Uh, Andy, what are you thinking? Do you know what? I'm going 3-0 Leeds United tonight. I'm feeling quite confident. I think Bam Bam Bamford's going to score again. And I like the attacking formation we seem to put on. I think Roberts is going to score tonight as well. I think we'll do fine. Fancy 3-0. Very good. Well, I'm not quite as ambitious, but I am feeling positive. So I'm going to go with 2-0. Um, and Matthew, what, what are you saying tonight? Are you available to share a prediction with us? Yes, I am in agreement with Andy. I'm going for 3-0 as well. And uh, a repeat of last year. Well, we've got to score three goals eventually, more than two eventually, haven't we? So why not tonight? Okay, and uh, what's your word? My word is run, because we're on a good run and I hope that we uh, keep it up tonight. And uh, do you have to run to get to the ground? <laughs> not quite I'm uh, I'm doing alright if it was a 7.45 kickoff, then yeah I might be breaking into a little bit of a trot but uh, as you helpfully pointed out less than half an hour ago Paul it's 8 o'clock kickoff, so I've got a bit of a uh, bit of time might even be able to get a pie and uh, Andy what are you thinking at the risk of jinxing us my word is confident I'm feeling like we're going to win tonight I feel we've got our confidence back and I feel like Leads are on the up. I'm feeling pretty good about things, confident. What about you, Paul? Yeah, optimism is my word. Uh, like we said after the uh, game on Saturday, there's nothing like a last-minute winner to uh, really put the wind in your sails and uh, really looking forward to this game. So fingers crossed when we reconvene after the game, we'll still be able to share that level of enthusiasm. Right, let's catch up after the game, boys. All right, speak then. Speak to you then. Bye-bye.
right, well, we're back. And uh, I think all our predictions were right. We were going to win, but it wasn't quite by the margin that we said in the end. But doesn't matter, does it? No. <laughs> Winners are grinners, aren't they? they are. Tell you what, though, that was a stressful watch, wasn't it? I don't know. I felt like we. I felt like we were always going to score. I think it's worse watching on telly. I hate watching on telly, especially when it's a tight game and the opposition have set up just to stop you. It feels worse. It just felt like I, I was just waiting for them to score and have a lead that moment. But then maybe there's a new lead that on the horizon. Who knows? Well, we often uh, a bit later on talk about Bielsa's reaction. He's just talking on the telly now. He's got a little smile. I'm lip reading his Spanish and he's basically saying, we had that in the bag, lads. Don't worry about it. It was always going to happen. I think uh, Marcelo's possibly the only person in the Medeski who wasn't thinking about hiking Jack Harrison. What do you think? I didn't think that Jack Harrison had that bad a game, although uh, Chris, who I was with, uh, spent most of the game moaning about him. So maybe I was seeing something that wasn't there. You see, I thought he had a good game too. I just thought Gunter had a very good game against him, sending him inside and... The commentator nicked what I was going to say because I thought it showed great mental strength that for him to have that first touch to set up the move for the goal and then to pillock it all the way up and actually score it after being dominated a little bit by Chris Gunter the whole game showed great character and great strength. I mean, that goal's going to be one of our goals of the season as a team goal from where we went to where it ended up. Absolutely immense. I was going to say, if we could counter-attack consistently well, we would have won that 10-0. We've had very few games where we've had so much opportunity to take the ball from the edge of our own box to the edge of the opponent's box. And then once we get there, we just don't have a clue what to do with it. Uh, Daft question, Matthew, but what was it like in the ground? (laughs) Yeah, it was good. We've been a bit spoilt this week. So, two late two late winners in a row. Before the goal, though, it sounded like it was a little bit quiet, a bit deflated. I don't know if that's just Sky turning all our mics off, but we didn't sound as loud as normal. Yeah, I thought we were. I thought we were reasonably good, to be honest with you. I guess people were a bit nervy, but they were fully behind the team. It's as close as you get under Bielsa, I reckon, to a sing-and-win game. Yeah, I'll go with that, definitely. And we were talking just before, well, I was talking just before about that that bounce that you get from a last-minute winner. How good is it to have it two games in a row, so close together? Double bounce. Double bouncer. And now we get now we get to bring six points back to Elland Road. We've got three games out of four at Elland Road. We're not leaving West Yorkshire for the next four games either, which must be rare. Well, that is rare. Sky have just put a Ben White sort of touch map up on the screen. I'm looking at that and I'm terrified, mate. He's had 57 touches literally everywhere. We're trying to keep him under the radar, aren't we? But he's just so bloody good that everyone knows how good he is. That ship has sailed. I know, mate, but can't we just all keep pretending he's dog? I don't think so. I think it's gone. I think... uh, Saw the article today in the Athletic with his basically interviewing his parents, where they seem the most grounded of everybody. But they are, there is the talk about 
his uncle's a scum fan and he doesn't want him going to Liverpool and this, that and the other. You're like, oh, how we need to get promoted. <laughs> exactly. The thing with Ben White is now everyone knows how good he is. Let's just enjoy having him and see where it gets us. He's going to lift... He's going to lift the Euro Cup in Euro 2020 for England. I can see it. <laughs> well, that would be quite a turnaround, but we'll see. There's going to be a statue of him outside Wembley by the end of next year. Well, Sky have given man of the match to um, Ben White. It was it was actually a wonderful moment. They interviewed Jack Harrison and Liam Cooper and they're talking and they get to the end of it and like, well done, boys. Ben White's the man of the match. <laughs> so they just trotted off to clap the fans. Who's your man of the match? No, it's got to be Ben White, hasn't it? Yeah, it's thought, Ben White. It's I, Ben White, easy. Thought Calvin Phillips had a good game. Stuart Dallas played brilliantly as well, I think. He, he should have scored at least twice. <laughs> he was very unfortunate. One of them was silly, though. He should have just played it across the goal, but... The one way at the bar was outstanding. They did another way, just chucked a left leg at it rather than like ah, uh, frustrated. We could have had that game wrapped up. Give a shout out to uh, Johnny Alioski as well. I uh, very much appreciated the tactic of bring Alioski on, let him do whatever he wants, <laughs> and uh, Redding Redding seemed to seemed to not like that at all. So no, well, you, some, you, maybe something we've got in our locker. You tell me, what position did he play? <laughs> Well, I think he was technically left-back, but he spent an awful lot of time on the right wing for a left-back. Tell you what, Elder Costa had a good game as well, to be fair to him. Um, he, he plucked it out of defence at some point, turned him, skinned him, got a free kick, and also obviously set the goal up for a very good cross. I mean, it's deflected, but it's still a very good cross. It's a brilliant cross. Um, it's a brilliant team goal, as I've said, and it's actually, we've gone to a place where I, I, I believe, and I could easily get fact-checked fact on this, but... Uh, Reading had won three in a row at home um, and they were talking about their strengths going into it and uh, it's a hell of a result. It is a hell of a result because we didn't play particularly well. We, we were very slow to get going in the first half. We probably played a bit better second half. But even then, Reading were pretty atrocious. And it just shows how much of a threat we are that teams who've generally been like you say, have had a good run at home, are setting up like that against us just to try and, you know, grab a goal against all the odds. Well, you could see, you could see that they started to believe when it got into the 80 minutes that teams may have nicked a goal against Leeds and they got that free kick. And I thought, that's far too far out for him to be shooting. He's had a shot and from their free kick, we've won the match. It's gutting when it happens to you, but it's beautiful when it happens for you. I've done that thing as well where I've been saying to people, I've been talking to during the game going, oh, they'll tire, they'll tire and we'll score, it'll be fine. And they did tire, but we still didn't overly look like we were going to get it until that beautiful, beautiful counter-attack. I can't stop grinning about it. What a, what a brilliant counter that was. I'm really looking forward to watching it back. You'll watch it at least 20 times. Jack Harrison's first touch, mate. To, to play the ball to Dallas who surprised cut oh just mate it's beautiful it's beautiful well our relaxed friend James has uh, also gone for man of the match Ben White so I think uh, is that first time when we've all agreed man of the match and Sky have given it to the same person 
undisputable Ben White? Well, it's because he's playing centre-half and attacking midfield at the same time. So as soon as you start doing that, you're going to be a contender for man of the match, aren't you? And I think we've all given it to Ben White before as well. I think James has said, uh, is he being given this freedom to do it more tactically? Or do you think he's thought after Saturday, oh, I've, I've brought the ball out, I've got a good pass in, I'm going to go for it. Is this uh, Ben White tactic a callback to Chris Wilder's tactics with Sheffield United last year? They, there was a lot of chat about overlapping centre-halves in their setup, and Marcelo Bielsa said that Chris Wilder had taught him something last year, so maybe that was it. So, I think that's all on the uh, Reading away trip. Uh, final thing we'll say, last word from everybody, uh, Andy. I started with confident, I've now gone with relieved. I'm relieved we got through that game and I think the one thing about being Leeds this season, everyone raved about saying Leeds are the best team in the league, it's wonderful. However, you now realise that people have always upped their game against us. We're now kind of showing that we can deal with that pressure and see them off. But some bang average teams are playing out of their skin against us and we've got to be fully on it all the time. It's going to be very difficult to keep that up all season. So I'm relieved. I'm so glad we're top and... I'm feeling really... I'm going back to my first word. I'm feeling confident about Saturday with Middlesbrough. And uh, Matthew? Ecstatic. Absolutely ecstatic. There's nothing better, I'll say it again, there's nothing better than a late winner. And um, we've had two in a row. Some of our wins earlier on in the season have been great, but you just don't get that same level of uh, excitement that you get from the ball hitting the back of the net when it's 80-something and uh, you know to have it twice in a row away from home near the capital is uh, a rare thing so I'm going to enjoy it yeah I think we'll be tagging Bryn Law again and uh, I'm just going to I'm going to stick with Grinners I think Andy's really this is sometimes he says it and I think what's he on about but tonight I'm a firm believer because winners are Grinners winners are Grinners baby and I can't take it off my face and grinners are, grinners are winners as well. That's very true. Final shout out for me goes to uh, Patrick Bamford because after we scored, he's turned himself into a bit of a clicky character, a bit of an Arioski, and he's just gone and completely wound up the uh, the Reading fans, giving it the old what you're talking about now sign of his hand, and it's beautiful. So great work, Paddy. Well, Matthew, go get yourself a train, get yourself. Back to central London, and uh... I'm I'm on a I'm on a three mile walk back to the station now, and I don't care, which is uh, you know unbelievable. They're beautiful those walks. Nothing matters. All it leaves us to say is uh, check us out. In the meantime, at leesat.com, we've got the monthly podcast for November's uh, just dropped couple of days ago with features on the centenary exhibition and plenty of games as per usual and uh, we'll be back shortly with uh, more interviews and match day podcast for the Middlesbrough game see you later Sports Social Podcast Network